Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Stride Power Podcast. This is episode 11. As always, my name is Evan. Today, we are talking to another member of the Stride team. You heard uh, Kaylee interview her sister in a past episode. Today, we're going to do a live and in-person interview with Tom Whitkin. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because I think you have a very I want to say unique perspective. I think a very shared perspective as a lot of people in terms of their, you know, what they consider themselves as a runner and, um, you know, just kind of your little bit newer experience with Stride. So um, mm-hmm. to give people a little bit of a background about yourself, can you just talk about maybe like, you know, where you're from and how you started running? Uh, sure. So see, at Stride, I'm the iOS engineer. What does iOS mean? What does iOS mean? Uh, iOS is the operating system that runs on your iPhone. Ah, okay. Yes. So Apple stuff. Apple stuff, yes. Okay. Um, let's see, I grew up in the Midwest. I went to school in Michigan. I was out in San Francisco for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm now in Boulder, Colorado, which nice. is amazing. Uh, in terms of my running history, I've always been a more casual runner. I got into it a bit in college, totally overdid it, completely hurt myself and had to take a couple years off just mentally and physically Mm -hmm. and then I got into it probably about three or four years ago again um and then just just kind of grown from there Mm -hmm. and and then last year was the first year I've actually gone out and raced and Mm so I did a marathon and then um, a 50k and then this year I have some ultras also planned as well very cool so um stepping back a little bit you have been around in different you know training environments being in the midwest you went to u of m mm-hmm. uh, and then going to san francisco and now being in boulder uh what has been your favorite kind of like training environment you've been in you can probably say they're all good for different reasons but what has been kind of the places you've liked to run in the past uh probably my favorite places are north of san francisco mm. up in marin it's a lot of these you know wide wide open gravel roads mm-hmm. um, a lot of fire roads as they're called there uh so non-technical but easy on your legs mm-hmm. uh, and just beautiful scenery mm-hmm. and that's kind of my favorite kind of running is just being out in nature like ideally an ocean or, or a mountain is in sight mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of kind of zoning out mm-hmm. and you happen to have a lot of those in colorado too i think a lot of mountains here yes i've seen a few um so your you know kind of role at stride you said is you know the ios developer what did you do before stride just as 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 a job because obviously you said you were in the midwest and you moved Mm -hmm. to san francisco so what were you doing um you know before you actually came to stride Uh, a couple of varied things Uh, i started out primarily working on ios apps Mm -hmm. And that led me to a job at Apple, actually, where I worked for a few years. I've heard of them. You've heard of that? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're an up-and-coming company. <laughs> uh, and then after that, I worked at a startup out in San Francisco, which was doing AR and VR stuff. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Um, AR and VR stuff? Mm-hmm. What does it mean? It's kind of hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Or what does AR stand for? I guess. Uh, augmented reality. Uh, yes. Interesting. So you could have stuff out in the real world. Mm. But um, you're, like, looking through your phone. Yeah, yes, right okay. now. Yeah, you're looking through your phone. Yeah, very cool. Um why why stride why boulder colorado uh after living in san francisco for about six years uh, i wanted a total change of pace Mm. i wanted easier access to nature and trails uh there was a lot of stuff around san francisco but without having a car out there it's kind of a trek to really to actually get anywhere Mm -hmm. uh and i just i wanted 
kind of a different pace. Mm-hmm. And so far, Boulder has had that. <laughs> it's a li- little bit different pace. <laughs> a for little sure. bit different than San Francisco. Um, so, so, so you mentioned you ran your first marathon. Why did you sign up for a marathon? Why did I sign up for a marathon? Uh, it's kind of been on my bucket list for a long time. Uh, and I knew at some point I wanted to, uh, but it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. It was the San Francisco Marathon, and this was probably about seven or eight weeks beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why not? I'll go run the marathon. Uh, I was already running at that point, so it's not like I was just like a couch to marathon type thing. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, it was still quite a fast mileage build for mm-hmm. sure. Because uh, usually they say, you know, you know, 12 to 18, yeah. sometimes, you know, a year plan to get used yeah. to, or maybe you do a 5k, 10k yeah. half build first. But I, just I think actually mentally though, it was, it was better just to kind of, kind of pull a bandaid off in mm. some sense, say like, I've done that and now I can actually concentrate on being a better runner or right. uh, more of the, more the qualitative things as opposed to just kind of saying like, I need to go run this marathon, mm. which I think is a, a big thing for kind of your first race right so you're you know you trained for seven or eight weeks you ran your marathon how did it go because a lot of people you know that use stride or you know maybe will be listening to a running focused podcast have either one signed up and completed a marathon two they're thinking about it three they say they're never going to do it but in actuality they're actually going to do it sometime uh, in the future course. but um how did your first experience with that racing distance go for me, it actually felt quite natural and good. Uh, I'm definitely not the fastest runner, but as I found so doing longer distances, I don't really tire very easily. And so I just kind of can go. And and even in the marathon, it wasn't really until like mile 23 or 4 that I'm like, okay, you know, I'd be okay if this was over now. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's good. Um, so the I've I've heard the San Francisco course is not necessarily easy too. It has a few hills to it. Is that correct, or is it pretty flat? Well, I, I'm actually not sure because okay. after because you know, right after that, that right that's the only marathon I've done, and then I've done mostly trail stuff mm. after that. So I look at it as not being very hilly. Mm. However, I do think in terms of a marathon, it is a hillier race, mm. and you get to run across bridges. You do get to run across the bridge, which was actually that morning completely wet and slippery, Ah. which was nice and fun. So not very optimal if you're going for a PR, but if you're just doing it... It's Uh, it's totally not optimal if you're going for a PR. Okay, very cool. So, um, you know, this, this... Earlier this, I guess, spring-ish time, you, you know, came out the boulder, Mm -hmm. you you joined the team. Uh, Why, why stride? I think it's a really interesting opportunity to apply so really just a little bit of technology onto uh, kind of the problem of being a better runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and personally, I find I find running extremely interesting because it is something that almost everyone can do and improve on. And everyone has a different scale. Like, I will never be as fast of a runner as Evan here, which is totally okay with me. It's, but we can all, within our own ranges, improve and be better. And I have found out in my own life that that often spreads to other aspects. Um, I'm seeing that I can make a positive improvement here, and then it kind of just kind of goes and just happens like everywhere else. And you just, I think, become a better person and more the person you want, mm-hmm. you actually want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I find super powerful. So if there's anything that we, we can do to help with that, 
um, so whether it is software or hardware or um, or this podcast mm -hmm. or or whatever, I think it's extremely worthwhile and interesting. Yeah, it's super cool because you'd been involved in the tech sphere and then you know oh. startup culture and stuff like that, but um, it's 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 very different, I guess. Maybe a sort of if people refer to you know Stride as a sports tech wearable. It's different than other like ecosystems and cultures and for stuff sure. like that. Um, I remember the first time you were you were visiting, we went on a hike for like one of the local like yeah. peaks, and then it just started like like it's, it's a beautiful scene, and then it starts snowing and raining mm -hmm. and yeah. sleeting and everything. But that's like what you get, and then you have you know the company culture of our happy hours going out and hiking up a peak right. and stuff. So it's 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 a little bit different space. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about you as a runner too. Uh, so you said. You know, after doing your first marathon, a marathon, you know, 42K or 26 miles isn't enough. You just got to do the ultra stuff now. Well, the thing that I kind of was thinking afterwards was that I'm really not a numbers person. And I, I never really had a desire to have a certain certain time mm -hmm. on, on races. And because of that, it didn't, like, it didn't seem that another marathon was the right next step. Um, and so I was interested in more of different kinds of running. Mm. And the thing that I really, really enjoyed about the training was just the long runs out in nature. And so I was trying to find a way, like, how can I just apply this more to, to my running and racing? And I think, mm. think so longer ultras and like just like a trail run in particular kind mm. of is exactly that. Mm. Is It's a very different atmosphere. You know, like along the course, everyone is saying, good job mm -hmm. keep it up uh, it feels completely uncompetitive at least at the level i'm at mm -hmm. for sure uh, and it just is super fun and i think you meet a lot of cool people uh and so that was that was my goal is just how can i run as much as i can mm -hmm. in these cool places and meet meet cool people and it just kind of seems the perfect avenue for that yeah super cool so um what what shoes do you run in then? Because obviously, you know, people can step straight from a road marathon and run on trails and stuff, but they yeah. might not have as good of a time if they don't have a specific type of trail shoe. And I always like finding yeah. out what other shoes people run. So in. I started just in my road shoe mm. on on trails, and around San Francisco, that was mostly okay because it's not there's not a lot of technical mm -hmm. stuff. At least what I was running on. And what shoe was that? Uh, it was a Brooks Ghost. Brooks Ghost. Uh, out here, it's been completely different mm. because it. The trails are much more technical, uh, and so I've gone to a proper trail shoe, uh, which you'll know more about my trail shoe than me. It's the Saucony Peregrine. Yes, yeah, Peregrine. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, if and so Evan is my shoe advice person. <laughs> yeah. We could do a whole nother podcast on that probably. Yeah. Um, so when you say technical, what do you mean? Uh, much For rockier. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to. It's um, like a single track rockier you kind of have to watch your footing a lot more mm -hmm. um so it's, yeah. it's completely different than running on like a bike path or a road or oh, a track different. and stuff yeah and it, like not just in how you do it but just kind of in your body and adapting mm -hmm. i found i've kind of had to ease into a lot of the trails here mm. that's interesting because yeah. it uh, definitely segues into the next thing that we're going to talk about uh is uh you know obviously working at stride you probably run with stride and you have I do. Your, your, own, with stride. your own opinions and your own use cases which i think is super fascinating that's why you know want to talk to the people at the company to hear how everybody uses you know kind of a gadget that yeah. uh, we work with every day but everybody uses it in a very different way so you mentioned that there's a lot of 
different stress when you mm. move to the trails and you yeah. uh, you know go from running a road marathon to a trail 50k it's not going to be you know just five miles or eight kilometers longer it's going to be yeah. totally different thing so talk a little bit more about kind of how um, you like to use stride in sort of like a capturing that actual stress on your body yeah, and I'll actually talk about probably the biggest mistake I made in starting to run on trails. Mm. Uh, so the thing after I finished the marathon, it's like, okay, I want to go do a trail race. And I just started to kind of run the same distances on, on trails, uh, which is not great because you go to like a two-hour run uh, on, on sidewalks or something. And then when you start to add in trails and elevation, it all of a sudden is a three, three-and-a-half-hour run. Mm -hmm. And... I'm just like, great, I get to be outside longer. But then you don't start to think, or you, you, you have to start to think about, oh, this is actually causing a lot more stress mm -hmm. and uh, you know, stress to, to my body and the recovery is going to be totally different. Mm -hmm. uh, so with Stride, I like is it, it's a way to really quantify that, mm -hmm. which it, it's hard in different ways. Um, and so if you go on, 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 a, on a trail run, which mm -hmm. might have... 1500 or 2000 feet of vertical that vertical is gain like the amount right. you're going on yeah that is going to be a lot more stressful than you know two hours at just kind of an easy flat pace mm -hmm. uh so i've i found it useful to kind of just kind of make sure i'm not increasing my stress too fast mm -hmm. or just to say like after a long run i can see like oh that was much more stressful than i thought you know, maybe I need to take an extra day off before I run again. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been a good way just kind of kind of to moderate how much and mm -hmm. how hard I run. So when you when you talk about stress, um, there's the running stress score metric right. that Stride reports, you know, post run. Um, but do you also consider things like in real time, like if you're you know going up a large climb and you mm -hmm. don't want to keep like your you want to keep your power on like a certain level and stuff. Yeah. But how how do you use maybe Stride in real time, but then maybe post run as well i think in real time it's it's caused me to more back off the inclines mm -hmm. uh and to more power down the declines which i think is a common thing we hear among people who run the stride right and and in general it just kind of makes me feel more more kind of i don't know just have more energy as i run mm -hmm. uh because I would say I would almost always just power up the inclines and say, just right. get it done with. Right, right, right. As uh, quick as possible. As quick as possible. And then you can walk when you get to the top. Exactly, yeah. okay. exactly. Which, uh, it's been a, a big mental shift to kind of just say, like, just you know, keep the power, keep the effort, mm -hmm. uh, and just keep going. Mm -hmm. And it feels really slow at times. Mm -hmm. But I think overall it's been a really great, like a great change. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody has a different power range. Yeah. stuff but what's what's your power what's your kind of you know zones you you look at and the numbers that you kind of run by so the numbers i run by um let's see an easier run is probably like in the 140s mm -hmm. i'm a smaller guy so uh they're on the lower end mm -hmm. uh and then if i'm doing kind of a harder effort maybe above 200 mm -hmm. um but it's kind of within that range is where where most of my running mm -hmm. is so you come from you know sea level in San Francisco and yeah. in the Midwest, and now you have to deal with altitude and elevation. Yes. How did you make that sort of change, just overall in mindset? But then, mm -hmm. do you use Stride at all to help you with that? Hmm. So making the change, it wasn't actually that hard for me. Hmm. 
a lot of people were saying how I feel short of breath or that it would be so difficult. But for me, I just found I would just run slower mm -hmm. and keep the same effort that I did kind of at sea level versus here. Mm -hmm. um, and I was also kind of just coming back from an injury and it just kind of felt like a clean slate. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of, okay, I'm going to start over. I'm going to be slow. I'm going to be okay with that and just kind of build from there. Um, Stride has been good in terms of keeping that in check, mm -hmm. especially as I'm building and making sure like you just took three months off, you don't go run you know, 50 miles a week, right? <laughs> Is it a problem that I'm doing that right now? Uh, well, I think you have a bit more running history than I do. <laughs> but it, it helps keep you in, in check. Yes. Is basically what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. And you know, the thing that we talk about in the office too, like we were talking about training just the other week and talking about incorporating workouts based mm -hmm. off of, you know, your running history and the thing that, you know, you you do now like you do uh we were just talking before we started recording, but like a, a tempo, so like a you know, higher slightly higher wattage, not all out or anything like that, but something that's pretty sustainable for about, you know, forty five minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. And then you did some like hill repeats and stuff. Um, do you find that you can stick in a very, very consistent band in terms of like your effort? Because you said you're mm -hmm. a big, big effort runner, but yeah. um, in real time, do you, you know, you have a plan of you're going to do one or two workouts a week in a long run. Do you use stride to kind of plan that stuff out and run it in real time? And so increasingly, yes, like as I've run with it more, I kind of now can gauge how stressful a workout will be. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a really interesting learning. Mm -hmm. And so because I now know that this kind of workout will have this kind of stress, I can now start to kind of arrange those within a week uh, and over time build up the level of stress and not just kind of have it be ad hoc mm -hmm. as I go. And so that's been really helpful. Mm -hmm. And so now I feel like I have these building blocks that I can start to kind of right. create a training plan right. around. Because just, you know, just you know, a year ago or so, um, or, you know, right before you ran your first marathon, you said... You know, I don't really have a training plan. I don't have any sort of training structure. I'm just going to run more. You're just, you know, piling on mileage exactly. and literally just steps and the amount yeah. of distance you cover, the, you know, duration you cover. Um, and then you run your first marathon, but then you start talking about, oh, I'm actually going to train mm -hmm. instead of run. And, you know, stride, like you said, it can help you run, but also for specific training, mm -hmm. it can help you kind of narrow those things down. Um, is there a mindset shift that you've kind of had in terms of, you know, saying, okay, I'm actually going to do a structured workout. I'm going to do this specific thing. Is there kind of that shift that you've had mentally? Uh, there've been a couple of things. First is when I was training for the marathon, it was all about mileage. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the metric I used in terms of building and whatnot. And that was okay because you're just on a, on a flat road. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's not a huge amount of incline. It's just kind of all the same pace. You're like, okay. Uh, and going to more of a training mindset has been a bit different because you do want to run at different paces and different intensities. Um, and just a short aside, the whole idea of an easy run was mind blowing. Right? <laughs> what, what do you mean? You don't run the same pace every single day? Is that what you're saying? Well, exactly. I, I think that is pretty common as well when you, especially for like your first race or something, all your running is going to be just at the same pace. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. And it's like a six or seven effort, mm -hmm. right? Uh, which isn't great because it, it it can tire you out and not really give you the best benefit that mm -hmm. you can to get. So after the marathon and starting to have this more training mindset of the whole idea of some runs will be hard and some runs will be easy, uh, which is just amazing because 
those easy runs are pretty fun. Yes. Right? And they don't really, like, they're easy to recover from. And it just it kind of added a whole new, new dimension. Mm-hmm. And I think Stride can really help with that because let's say you're a new user and just get your Stride. I think the best way is just just go out and run with it for a few weeks or a month and just kind of kind of see. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if you if you look back and like all your runs are kind of at the same power level. Yeah. And then I would think of a next step is just what, what does it feel like to run a bit faster at a higher power and what does it feel like to run at a bit lower power mm-hmm. and just start to kind of learn like what your body, how it feels at those different power levels. Mm-hmm. Or and, the example we talked about of, you know, let's say you have a hill in your normal route right. and you try and keep a you know nine minute mile pace no matter what so you sprint up this hill but right. you see you know afterwards or in real time your power just skyrockets sky and then you know it drops super low when you get to the top because all of a sudden right. like you have to slow down and recover and stuff because right. you tried to force that nine minute mile yeah exactly so those those sort of cues of knowing the differentiation uh just the variation and training basically is, yeah. is what you're saying. Um, so coming from somebody that, you know, you yourself would say, you know, you weren't as experienced with training, what kind of recommendations besides, you know, just running maybe with, with stride for a month or so, mm-hmm. do you have any specific recommendations for people that say, Hey, that's me. I'm, I'm a, I'm a runner. I run, mm-hmm. but I don't really train. What's the easiest way that you'd say just from personal experience to start adding in maybe one or two doses of, training specific sort of things per week what's a very easy thing you think hmm uh an easy thing to add i would say just add a bit of variation to your normal running Mm. um if you if you normally run on roads maybe try and add in a trail run each week uh if you normally run uh at an an easy pace add some higher intensity Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like just adding a bit of a different type of stress mm-hmm. is going to, to get, get you benefit. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that isn't, um, that's not a training plan right there. Right. But I'm not sure I'm, I'm to, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the person to, to try and recommend a training plan to people. Right. So. Um, but you are, like, we, we talk in the office about, like, oh, you know, this sort of training methodology or this mm-hmm. running podcast that talks about this workout and stuff. Yeah. Um, you said you just recently bought a book and you had a good quote um, from it. I think it was The Science of Running by yeah. Steve Magnus. Um, do, you, do you have that quote? Because I feel like that could kind of direct things a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that was, um, see, part of training is allowing the body to consciously or subconsciously learn what feedback is important and what is not. As we get better at this filtering, the gap between what the feedback is telling us and how far our body will let us go or what or what pacing strategy we will take will narrow. So what does that mean to you? I think it's interesting because it's as I've run more and trained more, my overall level my overall level of body awareness has really heightened mm-hmm. in terms of like how how hard I feel I can push, you know, when I'm getting fatigued and what that means how how long it takes to recover from a certain effort Mm -hmm. and that like the only way of doing that like learning that is just to kind of go out and run more i feel uh and even in the few months i've had a stride i feel like that's been super useful in terms of kind of understanding well what what 
how does it feel like to push into you know, this level of power range? Mm -hmm. And what does it mean to s sustain a certain level of effort for a certain amount of time? Mm -hmm. And in, like learning those, then those are more tools in your toolbox in terms of what you can use in your training or what you can strive for, or what you can use in a race. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like it just builds upon itself. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is uh, running is kind of like, uh, like maybe shooting free throws and stuff. Like like learning yeah. a skill yeah. of running is something that not a lot of people take time. Yeah, to... and like not skilled necessarily in what's your form or yeah, you know how do you place your foot on the ground or yeah. anything. It's just kind of an understanding how to use and move your body, mm -hmm. which feels completely overlooked in terms of if you go online and look at a training plan, it's all about miles or mm -hmm. like or durations or whatnot. But it, I found the much more interesting learning, at least for me, is actually. Uh, well, what does this do to my body and how does it feel and what can I then so go and do now that I've learned this? Mm -hmm. um, I really like a quote that I've seen on the internet for a couple of years is that the, uh, in reference to a training plan, is that the piece of paper doesn't know how you feel. So, you know, yeah. you, you know at the beginning of 12 weeks, you're 12 weeks away from your goal 10K yeah. and this piece of paper that, you know, is used by thousands of people in a ton of different training scenarios that all have different work-life balances, you know, have all different running experiences listed out the same exact way. Yeah. You get no feedback. You say, okay, I'm doing this run today and then I feel bad, but I have to stick to my training yeah. schedule. I can't adapt. I can't actually gain any knowledge, but um, for what, yeah, what you're specifically talking about of, you know, you can plan things out specific to your own body, mm -hmm. specific to your own running routine. Uh, and then you can reflect on you as an individual because you can look at your data in real time. But then yeah. afterwards, too, you can review stuff very specific to you. And I think that for me is has been a huge learning is like I think I tend to have or just need more recovery time mm -hmm. than a lot of people. And that's just how I am. Mm -hmm. And I think in accepting that and uh and in actually using that knowledge in how I how I plan my training and my running has been super super helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's super cool. Um, so somebody might be listening to this and saying, you know, it sounds great, but I just don't know where to start. Um, I have no idea what to do. You know, maybe they don't have a stride. Maybe they do, but they just run with it and they don't know what to actually mm -hmm. look at. For, for your case, what are, you know, maybe one or two points you could give to people for just a really easy first or second step to, to start down? You, you mentioned switching up the training and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. is there any other sort of guidances that you could give people that just want to take that first step, which is definitely the hardest one? Well, well first, I think this podcast is super helpful. Not this specific episode, but the whole series in Good. general has been great. Good. Um, in terms of if there is a new person out there who just wants to kind of get going, um, just maybe uh, maybe run with power a, a couple times a week yeah. and just kind of like, like okay, I, th I think maybe you probably already said it. And I was just trying to repeat the same okay. thing, but of uh, <laughs> you know going out there doing a run, looking at your wrist with however you run with stride, you know whether phone or watch, different types of watches and stuff, but uh, run a little faster. Yeah. run a little slower, run up a hill, run down a hill, stuff like that, and then just see how the numbers kind of change and stuff like that. Yeah, like, like I guess the one thing that could be interesting is if you kind of have your favorite course or something, mm -hmm. especially if there's some hills, mm -hmm. just so go run it without mm -hmm. looking at all at your mm -hmm. watch or whatnot. 
and then the next time you go, choose a power number. So yeah. maybe it's what you do on a straightaway. Yeah. And just stick to that. Mm -hmm. And then go and compare those two runs. I, I think it'd be pretty interesting both how you feel afterwards, mm -hmm. uh, what paces you're, you, you were actually able to maintain. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I've never done this experiment, but I think it'd be pretty interesting. Now you're going to do it now next week. Do it. Yeah. That's good. Um, how do you run with stride? What do you, what do you use? I, obviously you're an Apple guy, but what, uh, what do you an Apple guy. so I use an Apple watch mm. uh, and, and the foot pod. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's all, that's all I run with. Yeah. Uh, you use the, the stride app yes. on the Apple watch. What yeah. screens do you have up? The only screen I have up is the power number. Really? Yeah. So just, just is it showing your real time or three or ten seconds? It's real time power. Real time power. Very cool. Which for for most stuff is fine. If if you are doing a lot of trails and the trail is quite it's variable, you might want like a three second average, mm -hmm. or I might switch to a three second average. Mm -hmm. But in terms of most of the trails I'm running on right now, they tend to be kind of more gradual. Mm -hmm. So it works great. Very cool. Very very cool. Um, I appreciate you coming on and talking about this. I think it's super fun. Do you have any other points that you want to hit on yeah. before we wrap up? No, I think we talked about all the good okay. stuff. What's the next race on the docket? You said ultra. Oh, what, yeah. what's, the, um, what's the specific thing? So I'm doing 50K in August. Mm. So just to kind of to get back into it after the injury for the, at the end of last year. Mm. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, a 50 miler. Uh, in September. And where 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 would those be? Located? All around here. All around in yeah, Colorado. Yeah, because I'm new here, I figured, no, why travel? Because everything yeah. here is new and awesome. That is a very good point. You have to deal with the the elevation and stuff like that, and you don't yeah. get the reprise of going down to sea level and and the ease on your lungs. But um, it should be still a fun time. Absolutely. I think. So perfect. Okay, this was uh, this episode talking with Tom at Stride. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to support at stride.com and I'll just send the email to, to Tom, <laughs> and he can he can personally reply and everything. Or if you have any uh, suggestions, uh, he his ears are wide and open. I think. Yeah. If you have thoughts on the iOS app, definitely go and share those with me. Definitely, definitely let us know. So yeah, this wraps up this episode. We're super excited to keep uh, rolling things forward. And uh, we'll be back with a future episode next week. Bye-bye.